You know, Michael, one of the most overlooked parts of this gentrification problem that we've been talking about is the impact on small businesses. Oftentimes you hear, you know, that small businesses are lumped in kind of with the 1% as exploiters, as people who are, you know, um, wealthy business owners, that kind of that kind of story. But the truth is that small businesses are really some of the hardest hit mm, by right. rising rents. Um, we're joined by Ahmad El Najjar and Colin Kinneborough uh, today to talk about this issue. Ahmad El Najjar, a former political campaign manager and legislative staffer, is a political advocate with Take Back New York City, a grassroots movement advocating for the rights of small business in New York through the passage of the Small Business Jobs Survival Act, a bill currently in the New York City Council, which, if passed, would give commercial tenants the right to renew a lease, the right to a longer lease, and the right to a fair lease. Colin Kinneborough is an editor at Descent Magazine and a member of Equality for Flatbush. He recently wrote about the group's campaign to help save a local small business, Errol's Bakery, from eviction for the Independent, our friends at the Independent. Um, Colin, good morning. Good morning, Ahmad. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Colin, let me just start with you. Can you give us a quick summary of what what happened with Errol's Bakery um, in Crown Heights? It's actually a really positive story uh, and hopeful story. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, so Errol's is a small Caribbean bakery, um, been in the neighborhood 15 years and took the, the place of another bakery on the corner right there of Flatbush and Hawthorne. Um, and after having uh, successfully renewed their lease without any issues um, twice uh, every every five the, those first ten years um, they were there, suddenly um, the third time renewing their lease after fifteen years, um, well the landlord just didn't offer them a new lease. Um, made it clear they wanted them out of the building. Um, didn't didn't make it clear why, but it was pretty clear from the circumstances. Um, more and more uh, small black and Caribbean-owned businesses are being pushed out of the neighborhood um, as, you know, uh, luxury developments go up and, um, you know, gentrification increases. Um, and so, yeah, the landlord was trying to push them out. And um, Errol's, the owners of Errol's, uh, Dorothy and Errol Miller, got in touch with um, Imani Henry, the lead organizer with Equality for Flatbush, and Equality for Flatbush um, helped lead a campaign um, last fall, starting in November, December, and through the winter um, into this spring um, that succeeded in putting enough pressure on the landlord um, that they were open to renewing the lease. Um, and Errol's got a new five-year lease um, in March, and so they're still open, uh, selling they're great um, patties and other delicious baked goods and uh, Caribbean food. Mm. That's good news. That is good news, right? Now, Ahmad, maybe you can kind of uh, frame this issue for us. You have been working with Take Back New York City on the Small Business Jobs Survival Act, and I think this is a very interesting proposition. Uh, can you maybe tell us a little bit about that and how it might have affected uh, Errol's Bakery? 
Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, this is a bill, the Small Business Job Survival Act, a uh, bill introduced by Councilmember um, Annabelle Palma in um, 2014. Um, and the idea behind it is simply to give commercial tenants, um, which primarily are small business owners, um, some say in the lease uh, renewal and negotiation process, which there currently isn't, um, as, as was played out with Errol's Bakery, where um, so many of the small business owners um, are really at the whim um, of, the, of their landlords and the property owners rather than the success of their own businesses. So, for example, looking at Errol's, where you have a successful business, um, a successful contributor to the community there, um, employing locally likely, and also um, providing, providing um, you know, the diversity and, and economic riches that makes our communities what they are. Um, and yet, even though this is a successful business, by all measures, they're, they're making a profit likely, paying their staff, um, able to renew their lease um, when it comes up every five years. And yet, even with all that success, they come to a point where the landlord can arbitrarily decide, we're not going to give you a lease. Um, there's no legal mechanism to, to protect them. There's no legal mechanism to ensure that they can renew their lease um, or that if they do renew their lease, that they can get, um, that they would get it at a fair fair price. So, for example, for Errol, um, assuming that their rent was, let's say, $2,000, um, the landlord is well within their legal rights to say, well, sure, we'll renew your lease, but the lease will now be, you know, they could say $50,000 a month. Right. And there's no protections in place for that. So the Small Business Job Survival Act, um, the goal is to allow businesses in good standing. So these are these are businesses that have consistently paid their rent on time, have, have been good tenants, um, the right to renew their lease when it comes up. Mm-hmm. So there's no, there's no opportunity for the landlord to arbitrarily decide that, no, we are not going to renew your lease. So the, commercial tenants themselves would have the opportunity to say, yes, I want to renew my lease, um, they would then be able to request a lease um, terms of up to 10 years, whereas now there is no, um, there is no mechanism which uh, determines the length of a lease, so it could be month to month, it could be year to year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, again, up to the, to the property owner. Okay. Um, and then the, the strongest part of that is really the, the right to a fair lease negotiation. Mm-hmm. Um, this stands on the principle that, um, you know, both parties should agree uh, within reason on what that new rent might be. Um, and if there is any disagreement by either side, it would then go to a neutral third-party um, arbitrator um, for, for legally binding arbitration. So they would look at, they would look at the, you know, perhaps the, you know, the, the building that they're occupying had, had major repairs due to, you know, some uh, damages to the building and updating. So these are obvious real costs that are accrued by the property owner that yeah. maybe it makes sense that the rent goes up. Right. right. So, so uh, Ahmad, I want to ask you this now. Uh, I'm looking at the, the goals of the bill and who's protected under the bill, and then how long is the length of commercial leases. Now, you just alluded to that a moment ago, uh, but uh, one of the things that concerns me is how do you – um, how, how, how does one assess a lease in an instance where you are, are, are looking for a new prospective tenant mm. and that tenant has no history, uh, has no history of paying, as you say, paying his rent, his or her rent on time? How, how is that negotiated? Because in, in my community, I, I know 
uh, for a fact that there have been problems with uh, someone that would come on for, oh, let's say, uh, two to five year lease, and then they don't pay the rent, and so mm-hmm. now the the uh, land uh, the landlord is stuck having to shoulder that rent uh, that that rent and rent. And this is not to say that all landlords are greedy, gouging landlords. But no, how do you, not at all. How do you uh, thank you for saying that? How do you uh, how how is that worked out? Mm-hmm. So that that again goes to um, the the tenant in good standing. Mm. So, for instance, if, again, if you are a tenant that um, has not, uh, again, uh, paid, paid the rent on time, has, has, been, um, you know, has been a poor tenant um, by, again, not making payments, um, then the landlord um, can refuse the, to renew the lease. Mm-hmm. So there are protections involved for the landlord okay. themselves. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that is a clause within the bill itself. You gotcha. know, Ahmad, this is really bringing up a very interesting um, dynamic here in the marketplace, which is that a lot of the landlords in, uh, for I live in Brooklyn, and a lot of the landlords, not all, but many of them are, are people who had their own small businesses in the place that they're renting now and they themselves are using that as kind of like their retirement. And so I guess, you know, there's this question about passing these property taxes on to small business owners. And what, what do you make of that practice? I mean, what should be something like in, in my community, mostly the landlords have no real obligations to the tenants in many ways. The tenants, the the commercial tenants pay for pretty much everything. Their build out for their business, the property taxes, the rent, the plumbing, the electric. What should be the obligations really of of some of these smaller landlords, um, such as what Michael is referring to? Yeah, in those instances, um, you have what are called the, um, like, they're pass-throughs, really. So, for instance, um, a small business owner, um, they, they very likely will have, um, you know, whatever the property taxes that might occur actually passed on to them, and that would be in addition to the, the rent payment that they're making. Um, so the SBJSA itself would stop that, so that small business owners themselves, the commercial tenants, would be able to essentially plan for those expenses by having it built into their rent um, as opposed to some yearly um, pass-through that occurs oftentimes in, in the tens of thousands of dollars, um, which, a land, which a tenant has not expected, um, has no way of knowing year-to-year what that might be, but is legally obligated to pay that. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, a, that's a very real um, it's a very real, I guess, threat for the mm-hmm. success of a lot of commercial tenants is this idea that your your landlord can pass on really any cost onto you. You know, one of the interesting things about this bill is that it's cast as a job survival act. Do you want to just explain that piece of it quickly? Yeah, one. Um, you know, you touched on it uh, in the introduction there around this idea that sometimes you know this small business owners uh, are often lumped in with the 1% um, because of that, you know, this idea of right. entrepreneurship and whatnot. But really, it's, um, you know, 
approximately 99% of the, all the businesses in New York City qualify as small businesses. Wow. Um, and they're employing um, about 66, 67% of uh, private sector businesses. I mean, and they have less than five employees. Mm. Um, you know, and almost 98% of the business growth in New York comes from small business. They employ 1.5 million people. Wow. So when, so when these local businesses close, it's not just, you know, one person that is losing an opportunity and they'll go find something else. It's typically uh, their staff, um, which, again, usually comes from, lo- from the local community. Mm. Um, so it's when we lose small businesses, um, we are we're essentially forcing people out of the job market, um, again, for, for reasons that really just stem from, from greed. Uh, Colin, we're actually, we're almost out of time, but I did want to come back to what happened with Errol's Bakery because it did seem, um, like a positive outcome, which is not that common. Um, Colin, how did, what were some of the strategies that folks, um, in equality for Flatbush, uh, used to prevent Errol's um, from closing and to force the landlord to um, to offer them a lease? Yeah, so one thing to note, first of all, is, you know, Errol's was, is very much a, an institution in the neighborhood and also um, sort of a perfect example of a business in good standing, um, as Ahmed was describing, you know, and never missed a rent payment in their 15 years. Um, and people, people really rallied to the bakery. Um, I mean, one, Equality for Flatbush um, sent out a petition that went out online, that went all over the world, um, and that was also, also um, you know, we, uh, people brought the petition out as we were picketing. There were three dates picketing outside the store, um, and it also, I think an important part to note is that the the struggle for for small businesses um, and especially Errol's is linked to this broader crisis of displacement in New York. And so, um, the process of building power um, for tenants in the neighborhood and community power um, is is a larger process um, that sort of shapes the struggle around Errol's as well. You know, we have. Um, a tenant leader uh, organizing a, a big corporate-owned building across the street from Errol's who was coming out to the pickets and supporting. Um, and so it was really that that bigger process of building uh, community power from, from the ground, ground up, um, building popular support through um, petitions, making that wider appeal, but showing that we would show up um, not not step down and um, put put pressure directly on the landlord. I think that was a critical part, and and not um, only waiting for politicians to take action. Mm. Um, as as important as that part of it is as well. Nice. Well, Ahmad, how can people find out more about the Small Business Job Survival Act? Um, people can always go to our site www.takebacknyc.nyc. Um, there's plenty of information there. Um, you know, find out which council members are supporting the bill, who's not. We've got a big election coming up in 2017. Um, I think it's just really important for um, people, especially um, worried about gentrification and displacement, rent, to really, really take a look at this election and see how important it is. Well, 
on that note, we will uh, have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us. Ahmad El Najjar um, from Take Back NYC and Colin, Colin Kinneborough from uh, The Independent, the author of uh, Jerk Chicken versus Gentrification, if listeners want to want to check out the Independent website for that piece. Thanks so much to you both for joining us today. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. You only been here for a minute. Now you're trying to kick me out.